Today in the Big Break Software Podcast, we have Alexander Gilmanoff. Uh, Alex is the founder of TMS, WP Amelia, WP Data Tables, and Traft. Alex has a background in software development and now uh, calls himself uh, CEO of these companies. He's an author and manager of several successful SaaS projects since 2012 in data management and SME management tools. Today we're going to talk to Alex about how he came up with the idea for some of his SaaS products, how he funded their MVPs, and what marketing is using to start gaining uh, and reaching a product market fit for WP Data Tables, Amelia, and Traft. Uh, how are you today, Alex? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, we, we gave a quick intro to um, your background, but why don't you just give us, uh, tell us um, like how, how what, what do you sort of, if someone was to come up to you right now, what would you say like you're working on? Mm -hmm. uh, my current focus is mostly on uh, Truft, our SaaS product uh, that is meant for us to be the biggest thing that we are working on, but it is still in the earliest uh, stage from all our products. And uh, I'm mostly doing general business strategy, uh, a little bit of product strategy, and everything relate, related to go-to-market marketing strategy, setting up the marketing team processes, sales processes, etc. So I'm okay. overseeing it from a high level. Great. Um, so th this this uh, podcast is mostly about um, is sort of the the journey, the the founder journey, right? So you have several products. So I'd like to um, I'd like to focus on Traff because that's a, that's originally where where I found out about you guys. Um, and but maybe maybe you can just kind of give us a. Um, you mentioned be, be, before the show that you come from a you have software. A development background, your full full stack development um, developer. Maybe sort of talk to me about like when the transition was from you going to development to. It sounded like you probably had an agency, and just kind of tell me about software going going your life cycle through software development to agency. Yeah, well, since I was maybe five or six, when I saw a PC for the first time, I knew that I'm going to. Uh, my career is going to be related to computers because, you know, it was love from the first sight. And I was sure I was going to be a developer and that's uh, what I was. I was, uh, I studied it in the university. I also have a PhD in computer sciences and um, I tried the career of software development in different industries, different niches in banking, in uh, uh, media uh, and always I felt that it's I'm not fully fitting. Uh, I realize now that it was the entrepreneurial spirit inside me that I always wanted to be my own, you know, uh, my own boss yeah. and to set up my own goals and to right, work right. for myself. Create your own journey. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, some of the places where I worked at were really great and I felt unhappy and I couldn't realize what's the problem because I couldn't blame the uh, company, the environment, the uh, everything was great, but I felt that it's, something is not right. And I always had this um, passion for, uh, and I always was freelancing. I always wanted to create something of my own. So uh, it didn't happen overnight. Uh, while I was still working 
full time for a for one company as a software developer. I started working on a side thing uh, as a project, and the idea really came to me while I was working at my full time job that um, it was related uh, to displaying big chunks of data, big uh, portions of data in tables and charts. And I thought that it would be great to have uh, some kind of backend library or component uh, that you could uh, integrate in any code base and generate a big table from a database or other data source with just two or three lines. And it was some kind of pet project. And back in the years, it was like 2012. Uh, these were the years, the golden years for marketplaces for uh, code. I don't know if you can name them. Uh, like if, if it's okay. like Shopify or something like that. Uh, no, it was Envato, Code Canyon. Oh yes, okay, so, Envato, Forest. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, Forest. Uh, yeah, and, and I really like the concept, and then I kind of wrapped up this pet project to be a product for displaying tables first as a PHP module. And it wasn't selling very well initially because it's a very niche product, but I got the first taste of doing something on your own, selling it, getting the first market experience. And even if it was like a couple hundred bucks per month, I got super motivated and super excited. And then I realized that that's what I want to do going forward. I want to create my own software products and I want to define the strategy, the roadmap, everything myself and with my own team. And that's how the transition started. And it didn't happen in a week or two. We had, uh, I had initially maybe a year of working in parallel. I was still doing full-time job. And after the office hours, I was working on this product which then evolved to a WordPress plugin, which is now called WP Data Tables. And after I wrapped it as a WordPress plugin, which was also initially selling on Code Canyon, um, it started going, you know, going up really fast. And at one point, the amount of support requests, feature requests, and generally the revenue, um, it stopped making sense for me to have also a full-time job. So uh, it wasn't easy to make the switch, but at one point I decided that I have to do that. And uh, yeah, and for um, at this moment, because it wasn't still enough revenue to run a company completely to rely just on the revenue from selling one plugin, I started um, the company covering two directions, uh, developing our own products and providing outsourcing, uh, outsource software development services for uh, clients, mostly from Germany, England, uh, some companies from US. And yeah, that's how I started PMS and that's the beginning of the journey for me. Okay, excellent. By the way, what type of developer, what technology were, were you, was it PHP or, or was it? Um... I was full stack, uh, was covering both front end and back end. The back end was mostly PHP. I also had some experience with Node and some other back end technologies, but uh, like 90% was in PHP, and that's also why I started everything with the PHP as a back end stack. The front end, back in these years, it was mostly jQuery, vanilla JS, and later we started using the uh, modern frameworks like React, Vue, 
And at what point uh, did you stop doing the agency? Was it was it a revenue number, or was it a sort of like had you made a decision? Okay, we want to stop doing the the agency work and just go focus on our on our full time SaaS products. Yeah, honestly, I made a decision long ago, but uh, finally exited just this year, this summer. Oh, this summer. Um, okay. Because when you have a team, when you have clients, uh, when you have a good thing going on, it's hard to just put a stop to that. Um, and I was trying very hard to make this part work uh, to work independent from me. But still, when the business is like 40, 50 people, it's hard to to make it fully independent when all of owner and founder is not involved. So I tried different um, management setups, you know, different management teams. Um, and in the end, basically, that's that's what we did. The, the team that was managing the clients, the products and the sales, they became, became the new uh, founders and owners. And uh, they basically bought out uh, the agency part from TMS. Okay, so so you essentially had to sell to get rid of the. You didn't just sort of wind it down, because um, that was going to be my next question. Why why not just hire a CEO and stay involved, but just not do the day to day? But it sounds like you tried that; it didn't really work. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's because there, there wasn't sort of an ownership mentality inside the agency. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. It's it sounds always sounds easier that than um, than it than it is in reality because. We had really great guys in management, but they all had this um, hired people mentality. And it's never the same as uh, when someone is really an owner and when it's not a nine to five thing, but 24 seven thing. And when it's something that truly belongs to you. And uh, yeah, it's, it kind of worked, but never really fully worked. And it always required my attention for clients, for processes, uh, et cetera. But in the end, that's almost the thing that worked. And I realized that in order for this to work, the managers have to be the owners. And uh, that's okay. what we did. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, in the beginning, you mentioned um, that you're now working mainly on Traft. Um, is that because you see the biggest uh, potential in that product? Because I know you have you have a um, WP Amelia and WP Data Tables, which are doing quite a bit more in terms of revenue wise. Tell me why you're working mostly on Traft and why it's not on you know maybe some of the other one uh, other products like or evenly against all three. Our products that are already um, mature. Uh, mm -hmm they are uh, focusing only on the WordPress market, WordPress niche, which is still growing. And it's a very good market. And I'm very generally grateful to the community. And uh, uh, I think if WordPress wouldn't be there, we wouldn't be able to become what we became. Uh, but at the same time, WordPress is just a small segment of uh, the apps of the software market. And with Traft, we are offering a, a solution, a SaaS solution, an app that will not be limiting neither ourselves or our customers to any kind of CMS and WordPress, anything. It will be available on all platforms. And the market is uh, market potential is much, much higher for that. 
Also, uh, you know, every product is a baby and every baby requires the most attention during the first years until it learns to walk and to talk. <laughs> right, right. Um, that being said, you obviously sound like a, a person likes to get involved in, in, in projects. Um, would you consider just working on Traft and, and not starting or maybe selling the other products? I mean, uh, you know, why, why do you keep the other products around if Traft is going to be your, your full attention? I understand maybe there's not enough revenue to support your, you know, your lifestyle now with Traft, but um, give, give me your sort of uh, focus or, or your vision that you, in, that you see with Traft and all your products going forward. Well, our our vision um, and our team is uh, basically the the main product is our team and the way we work. And um, for now, we are stopping on three products. Maybe at some point we will add more to our portfolio. But the way the company works is that we have a higher level management team and some of the sh some some of the uh, departments are kind of shared basically uh, marketing uh, some something related to customer success um, and yeah i mean maybe at some point in the future we will consider that but for now we are we are seeing all three products as our babies as i already mentioned we have separate teams that are focusing and we have a product lead that uh, focuses fully on product strategy for all the products. And, um, and that's basically our vision. That's the way we plan things, that these products will stay with us. We have a huge roadmap for right. every product. We have, oh, uh, sure. Are you the um, only owner? Uh, at the moment, yes. I'm working on the kind of restructuring so that the uh, long-term management team would also get uh, options or uh, maybe uh, shares directly. I'm doing it for the first time, so I'm consulting experts on that, how to structure the best. Okay. Uh, and um, are you all bootstrapped? Sounds like you are, right? Yes. It's bootstrapped essentially at to start with your full-time job, then the agency was covering it, and now the mm -hmm. cash flow from, from the... Uh, uh, the SaaS products are covering it. Um, any intention of, of taking outside investment right now? Yeah, so a very good question because this is one of the uh, focus points at the moment uh, because bootstrapping worked great for us all until now. But now I see that with Traft, we are entering such a huge market, such a crowded market, that uh, bootstrapping will take uh, much longer than taking on external investments. So uh, we are planning on taking external investors for Traft. Um, hopefully some of the uh, early stage investment this year and maybe a little bit uh, growth stage in the year or maybe year and a half. Okay, that makes sense. What, what um, about Traft, what gave you the idea? Why did you see um, the problem? I mean, because as you say, it is a bit of a crowded space, right? You have GetJobber, and um, I just know a little bit about what it does as a sur sort of service-based scheduling software. Um, it doesn't compete against like Calendly and Acuity and things like that, right? It's more like, that. would it complete, compete against like, say, like a MindBody or something or a Spa Booker? 
Uh, well, Akiyuris, our competitor, Calendly isn't that much because Calendly is more meeting scheduling tool and Acuity is uh, more, does something like what we are aiming to do. Uh, well, um, the idea of behind Trout started at the same time with uh, Amelia, with the plugin. Because it does because a similar the... thing, right? Amelia mm -hmm. does a, sim a similar sort of uh, um, scheduling software, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Amelia was an appointment booking tool initially. Now we are also adding event booking. We are also adding resource booking and to cover all the uh, possible booking use cases. And the idea when we started was to launch a plugin, uh, launch a booking tool for WordPress because we know the WordPress, WordPress market already very well and use it to gather domain knowledge to uh, create a good uh, network, gather understanding of how these businesses work, how they think, what are their uh, problems that they face, their pains, and then use this knowledge to go to the wider market. Initially, we thought it to be uh, only a SaaS version, but as we evolved it, as we developed it, we realized that it's better to launch it as a completely new tool, not related to the Amelia plugin brand. Uh, and that's why we created Truft. We also redesigned it from scratch, coded it from scratch. Initially, I thought that we will reuse a lot of the code base from Amelia, but we didn't do that. And uh, yeah, for us, um, we were never really focusing, we were, we were trying to find a very unique idea. Uh, and honestly, I, my personal feeling is that um, the, uh, the value of an idea is very overestimated and of uniqueness. It's very overestimated in the IT startup world, it's, at least that's my opinion. Um, we like to develop software that makes life easier. We like developing cool interfaces, intuitive interfaces and for me, it's uh, okay if you do the same thing that other businesses do, but you do it somehow better. Uh, you know, the interface is nicer, people like it more. And this is more kind of a differentiator we try to implement with Truft. More unique, uh, more, more intuitive interface, better UI UX design, uh, intuitive workflows, uh, easier for our customers to solve their uh, solve their tasks, etc. So I just want to clarify. So essentially, you didn't go in with like sort of a niche. Where there wasn't a sort of in that scheduling space. There wasn't like a niche that you saw where there was a gap, uh, an underserved gap. It was more like you didn't like the other softwares, and you thought you could design something that would be more, you know, sort of easier to use, better UI. And that's essentially why you felt comfortable. He said, you do, there was demand and the gap that you would fill is, is through the ease of use. Is that correct? Is that, that you're thinking? Yeah. Yeah, that is correct. Okay. And, it, and it probably came from WP Amelia, whereas were some of your clients in WP Amelia, maybe prospects were saying, oh, I don't have WordPress. I'd love to use this. Uh, can you guys build something like this outside of WordPress? Is that sort of the, the, the progress of how you went from WordPress um, to outside WordPress? Mm, we realized even 
when we started Amelia that long term we want don't want to tie ourselves to WordPress ecosystem. And to be completely honest, WordPress is a great market, but it's not a great technology. Well, okay. uh, yeah. The core of the WordPress is a bit. Um, it's getting clunky, eh? It was developed long ago and yeah, uh, yeah. and it doesn't allow to do many things that we can do with Truft when it's hosted on our own servers. We kind of do microservice architecture and many other things because we are limited to uh, plugin being just a PHP code running on the client server. And with Truft, we can. We are developing as microservices architecture. We use multiple technologies. We use AWS. Uh, and, you know, it's very scalable, and we can do so many things that aren't possible in WordPress. And and for um, for Traft, uh, it sounds like probably something that you didn't really weren't getting customer feedback. Uh, you took some time to develop, develop it based on your domain knowledge uh, of WP Amelia. Talk to me about the launch. We don't. I know that you have a sort of NDA signed with a big partner. We don't have to go into the name of that partner, but just talk to me about the launch. Was that the only thing um, that you used with sort of this, uh, this other partner to launch it? Or what other strategies have you used to launch Traft? Yeah. Um... In my understanding for online tools, at least for bootstrapped ones like ours, uh, it's hard to, to have a launch date when you just click the switch and you immediately have lots of visitors and lots of clients. Uh, for us, it's a kind of snowball thing. We are still getting it rolling, uh, getting more traffic on the website, getting more attention and converting this into demos and free trials and converting these demos and free trials into actual customers. And it's not uh, something that can be just triggered in one day. Probably you would have external investments and a lot of budgets, some campaign that is linked to one day, it would be possible, but uh, not in our case. Uh, we did it uh, in few phases. Uh, first launch was I think it was just before uh, the new year, it was 31st December 2020. Right before COVID, uh, is that right? No, uh, it was already during COVID, okay. the end of the And uh, it was more for us ecologically to just put uh, this tick that it was launched this year. <laughs> Uh, we published the public beta. It was fully free. It was uh, not a lot of traffic on the website, but we just um, put it online, and we even managed to get the first dollar go through the uh, <laughs> the subscription this year. And it was a big uh, psychological step. Then we had another date, which was more like an internal date for us. I think it was May or June last year when we uh, had. Uh, few publications of relatively um, re re relatively large tech blogs, which were mostly sponsored, of course, and that also this day we launched uh, some CPC campaigns, and this day we started actually, um, we switched to some, uh, from the early bird pricing to the actual 
full pricing. And also it was more for us, nothing big in this day, because the traffic is really going slow as so does the revenue number of customers. And yeah, when we did launch these platforms that you mentioned, uh, it was the biggest change because they have a uh, huge coverage and uh, the, um, immediately we had a boost of traffic. In one day we had maybe a few thousands coming to our website for the first time. And we had a few hundreds of sales on the first day. And immediately we started getting lots of feedback. We already did have feedback before that. And we used it to polish all the bugs and problems and consistencies in the product. But when you have hundreds of users coming in one day, you start getting lots and lots of traffic. And it was great. I mean, revenue-wise, um, it wasn't a life changer for us. But uh, this feeling that building this house and it was empty and now people are coming and start living in it and they start using it and they see problems and you know, it's it's a great motivation for the team and for me personally yeah uh, talk to me about um the decision to say okay we've got a product we know that it works uh we've got say 50 people using it then the decision to how did you know when you were ready to say okay we need to bring this out and we need to fill the house up as you say how did you like what made you feel comfortable was there any sort of criteria did they did they ask you to prove that you were ready or was there anything like that um uh, to get ready to prepare for this event because uh you know looking at traffic traffic i see as you say it goes from basically nothing to almost twenty thousand uh thirty thousand monthly visitors in a month um how did you know you were ready for that kind of traffic well, we already had a lot of practice on our other products. Okay. And we had a good understanding of what's good enough, you know, what's, what, uh, which features we need to have to, to be uh, usable. Because when you have, let's say, scheduling, but you don't have the other parts covered, uh, it doesn't make sense to go out for the wider audience because they can't really use the product. So we had, uh, like, say, 10 features that we knew are must-have before we go to the wider audience. And we waited for these to be developed, tested, verified with the first few customers. And then we uh, were ready to go online okay. with this platform. And, and the features, because I know right, the platform that, that you went live with um, is sort of a general platform there's no like there's not any one market vertical on that platform how did you find the traffic were you getting like some you know like some people over in this space and some over here and they were just there was no like sort of clear definition of who your target audience was so it was like a general type of tool for everyone to use or did you find that it worked better with certain verticals like for example um you know uh, personal trainers or something like that well, there are two parts that uh, in this platform uh, specifically, uh, the audience is very specific. First of all, geographically, it doesn't match really the target audience that uh, we aim for. And also, rarely people that use this platform, and it is a platform for lifetime deals, really uh, discounted lifetime deals for software that is 
otherwise uh, subscription-based. Mm, and on this platform, the majority of the customers are mm, freelancers, web agencies, web developers, and they are basically resellers. And it influenced a lot, uh, influenced a lot the uh, feature requests that we get from them. Basically, what they want is uh, to get our app for a cheap price lifetime and be able to resell it to their local customers. Ah, okay. I see. So, uh, so really, they were getting it and then reselling it to, um, to their, mm -hmm. say, like an SEO agency or something, is selling it to their clients and their clients may be personal trainers or something. So you weren't necessarily yeah. going for personal trainers off of this platform, but you, through these... Uh, these sort of freelancers, they were using it for their clients. Is that correct? Yeah, right. So that's about this platform. And uh, because we are still working hard on driving our own traffic and building up our own uh, sales channels, and actually we plan to leave this platform in about a month, uh, we track separately the traffic we get from the platform and kind of customers we get there and the kind of customers we get directly. And direct subscribers are probably 40% of them come from education, coaching, and consulting niches. And this is probably because it was a little bit easier to get this kind of traffic through SEO. It was not as crowded as salons, let's say, or uh, some other niches that we're also exploring. And... Uh, we are trying to to evolve that to bring out more features for this kind of audience and to also build up marketing and sales process for this kind of audience to uh, reinforce the effect also we do have a lot of uh, barber shops beauty salons but probably this is because it was our first uh, target initially we tried to focus more on barber shops nail salons hair salons beauty salons etc and were you happy at the end of the day going back? Would you make the same decision and go with this platform? Were you happy with the results? Good question. I'm. Everything goes uh, slower than we would love it to go. But yes, I would do this all again. I at least, it, yeah. uh, you know, I'm. I'm. I'm happy with how things go, even though they go slower. If I would have the luxury to go back. I would do many things differently, but I would still do everything then. What are, the, what are some of the things you would do differently? Um, well, there are certain channels that aren't worth pursuing. Also, for example, I tried a few times to work with external marketing agencies, and uh, it's just for a company like us, it turned out to be mostly a waste of time on this place. And in-house marketing team is a much better decision. In-house marketing I, team. Okay, so you these are it sounds to me like it, marketing is not really in your in your skill set. Is that a fair uh, statement for me to make? And and how did you know how to how to hire the right people? Was it just basically on results? Uh, yeah, initially I knew nothing about marketing when I was a developer, but while we were working on WordPress products, um, I had to learn it, especially digital marketing. SEO, uh, conversion, optimizing conversion rates, um, metrics, analytics, all of that. And then uh, this already allowed me to understand who's probably a good guy for CPC campaigns, who's good for content, etc. 
what uh, I also would uh, do differently is that I expected the marketing for a SaaS tool to be very similar to uh, our WordPress tools. Okay. And I couldn't be more wrong about that. Oh, really? No, because you'd be, you're getting word tra for WordPress, you're getting a lot of traffic inside the portal, right? As long as you rank well for the plugin, you're getting a ton of traffic from the WordPress marketplace. For, for your SaaS, you're out. And is your main marketing channel SEO? Or what's your main, what's your main marketing now? What's your main source of traffic? Yeah. Um, well, the, uh, there are two parts to why it's so different for marketing WordPress products and marketing SaaS products. Uh, first of all, WordPress market, at least back then when we started, it was much less crowded and it was much easier to uh, get your product out there when someone is looking for, for example, for WordPress table plugin or WordPress, WordPress booking plugin. And, uh, do certain steps and rank high for these keywords. Uh, that's one thing. Other thing is that uh, WordPress audience, it's at least somehow technically, um, you know, tech savvy. They know what a website is, they know what a plugin is, how to install it, uh, and they understand the terminology and the process much better. And their intent is much clearer when they use for uh, WordPress table, for example, and you can work with this channel much easier. While with SaaS, on one hand, it's much more crowded, and for uh, exact keywords like, say, salon scheduling software or something like that, uh, the competition is uh, there for a long time and it takes ages for anyone to get anywhere near the first page. Okay. Um, on the other hand, the audience is much less educated. Mm -hmm. They are um, probably, they know they have some kind of problem. For example, they have a nail salon and they would love to clients to find them online and to be able to book and pay online and to waste less time on phone calls and rescheduling. But probably they don't put it like uh, salon scheduling software because they don't even know how to put it this way. And also when they do find us, uh, just putting out the features on the landing page is not good enough for them. It's confusing for them. You need to speak their language. So it's harder to convert them even when they do land on our website. So that's uh, the two key differences for us. Okay. And is SEO your, your main um, channel of leads? It is. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it is the target uh, for us to be the main channel because we are testing the keywords with the CPC campaigns, but also because of the competition, the price per click gets sometimes up to $10, let's say. Oh, really? Yeah. You can get even more than that. And let's say we are very good with uh, converting and we are converting three people out of every hundred that visited the website. But you know, to convert these three people, we already spent hundred times ten dollars yeah. per click. Right, okay. No. So so no no like uh no other paid traffic uh you know Facebook or YouTube or anything like that. You're not um doing that. We are constantly experimenting with that. Uh Google 
recently, maybe a year ago, they brought out this uh, performance max campaigns tool mm-hmm. that is really works great. It's really cost effective and it does somehow just the algorithm to bring out the uh, audience that's interested. We are experimenting with uh, Facebook ads and with, uh, some YouTube ads. But um, I mean, the uh, model really works when we somehow generate the traffic organically. Okay. So our target now is to put out a lot of quality content on the blog, a lot of like content on YouTube, and uh, get these people interested to take the next step to maybe create a free trial or uh, book a demo with us, something okay. like that. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, and um, so SEO would be your main focus uh, going forward. Then, sort of experimenting with maybe some some paid traffic. Is there is there any other uh, forms of marketing? Um, like partners, for example, integrations, uh, API integrations. Uh, um, what have you found? What's your experience tell you with your other other products uh, and for directions to go with Traft? Yeah, definitely we do that. We have an affiliate program. Uh, we launched, launched it just uh, recently and it already shows good results. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I mentioned that we did have a lot of requests for uh, white labeling our tool and we decided to implement this request because it's actually a good way for us to grow. We can sell our licenses in bulk to local web agencies, marketing SEO agencies. Uh, we get uh, you know what we wanted to charge for this, for example, 10 licenses, and then they can white label and resell it to their local customers with a, with a margin. Okay. Uh, That's interesting. Also, I just want to quickly add: um, Is it true white labeling, or is it gray labeling, where you say a powered by Traft or something? Because I've heard it's a bad idea to completely white label. Do you just remove all your branding, and you're 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 okay with that? Well, now we are experimenting with completely white labeling. Of course, I would love to be somehow mentioned there at least. But, yeah. Uh, uh, for now, we're experimenting. Uh, we, we didn't launch it yet. We plan to launch it in a month. Okay. Maybe in two weeks already. Uh, and uh, we will see how it goes. What are the kind of agencies? Do they create more problems for us than uh, revenue? Do they require much more support, etc.? cetera? Uh, yeah, and you also mentioned integrations. Uh, basically, it's one of the main things for a platform like Trap to be integrated with as many external tools as possible. We already have integrations with all calendars, with uh, Zoom, with Zapier, um, and with marketing uh, products. And we, the idea is to make this list, you know, a few hundred apps that can be integrated with uh, with Traft because um, this way Traft can become one of the central uh, the central dashboard for a business owner or business manager where he can run his or her business online or offline business. Um, yeah, and um, we also want to experiment one way or another with uh, uh, outreach. When we see, for example, that agencies work well with us, we can reach out ourselves to the agencies. Uh, people say that, for example, for salons industry, uh, door-to-door channel works best 
I'm not sure we want to do this ourselves, but we will probably create some uh, good partnership deal for people. Right, like an, right, like an affiliate type of thing. If someone's already doing that, this is an add-on that they could uh, sell. Um, you know, if they're selling salon products or something, then they sell your services. You mentioned... Um, it's important to speak the language of the person that's landing on, say, a, la a sales page. How do you do mm -hmm. that in terms of um, knowing which vertical? Because it sounds like a general product. Do you have sort of 30 different sales pages that are each SEO optimized? Or um, how do you handle that transition of knowing who the, the prospect, what background they're coming from, and when they land that you actually are speaking the same language? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, one of the uh, segments that our marketing team is covering. Uh, the idea is to actually go out there and speak with people. Okay. Uh, we do uh, we do reach out to happy customers, and we also try to reach out to unhappy customers, and somehow be exposed to these people from this specific niche in general. And of course, it's not possible to cover. 30 and even we, we uh, for the beginning, we uh, defined 16 different industries and even 16 is a lot. So we are prioritizing. Now we are focusing just on first two or three to, uh, to reach out to them, speak with them, try to optimize the pages, try to optimize the process and even the uh, experience in the platform itself. Okay. When this works, we can scale it further. Okay, great. Uh, we're getting close to the top of the hour, so I wanted to uh, thank you so much for your time. Um, how can our customers or our listeners, sorry, uh, reach out to you if they're interested in finding out more, find out more about your products? Of course, we'll have the links uh, in the show notes for, for all your different um, projects, but anything that you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah, um, please visit trap.com. Everything is there. You can reach out to me at Alexander at strap.com. Um, I would be happy to discuss any partnerships, cross promotions, maybe uh, integrations, and who knows, whatever else. <laughs> I'm perfect. And that's T R A F F T.com. Thanks so much, Alex. Thank you very much for having me.